again our audio back at it again (laughs) back at it again with the white vans um damn daniel (laughs) Daniel. (laughs) hopefully our audio is better this time we uh we didn't realize that we had kind of like a technical difficulty until listening and then we were like it's far too late gosh darn it all the heck it's far too late but that's okay we'll see what we can do i think we're in better shape now. Well, hopefully we can fix it before you guys have to listen to it for the previous part one. Yeah, yeah. But regardless, the important information you can still hear. So if you haven't listened to part one of the Ellen Greenberg case, please go back and listen to it. Yeah. And then just tune in extra carefully to hear Mindy's uh, <laughs> feedback. My shenanigans. Because <laughs> she's a little, a little quiet, but super exciting. So yeah, that's our little treat for you. So this is Cookies and Crime. This is Renee. This is Mindy. We're just going to talk about true crime and then have some sweet treats at the end. Heck yeah. Yep, that's the, Mindy brings the cookies or whatever she feels like bringing. I bring the crime. So, here we are again. We're going to dive into, back into, Ellie Greenberg. This is a crazy case, so I'm excited to get back into it. And I want to do a better uh, trigger warning than I did for part one, uh, because I didn't even think about the suicide trigger warning. Suicidal discussions will, will... be had as well as domestic, d- domestic yes, violence so absolutely. if either of those things if you're sensitive to either of those things please don't listen to these episodes um also though maybe maybe tread carefully in the true crime realm because yeah, it's unfortunately for sure. for very sure. rampant yeah um but anyway so last we left off we were talking about her autopsy um but i want to go back first to the state of the apartment when she was found so we talked about how there was no sign of struggle um there was also nothing nothing was stolen at all nothing was missing (coughs) but also no suicide note nothing like that nothing on her laptops would have suggested um that those were the kinds of thoughts she was having towards the end Mm -hmm. it was very like there was a lot of wedding planning material around so she was actively planning the wedding she was actively planning it she seemed to be pretty in good spirits she was in the kitchen making like cutting fruit stuff Mm -hmm. like that um where she was, there was nearby, there was a pair of eyeglasses. She had a little hair scrunchie around her wrist in her left hand, which is weird, but never really. I, I haven't heard any theories or explanations in her left hand. She had a pristine white towel from the bathroom with no blood on it. Now, she has been stabbed 20 times and she's lying in a pool of her own blood and this towel has no so I don't know. I don't, and I can't think of an explanation as to why that the, was placed. The there. weird state of the towel, yeah. But why? I don't know. That's I, weird. Yeah, because you know he ha- he would have had to have moved her around. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. just listening to the nine one one call. Yeah, like he would have had to have moved her. Yeah. So I assume it would have like 
That's very strange. It's weird, and I can't think of a reasonable a reasonable reason for her to have it. But. Why would you? How would you have that in your hand if you're like actively stabbing yourself? Like mm-hmm. that's or even just cutting fruit. Uh, it's from the bathroom. It was a toilet, a towel from the bathroom. It wasn't even a kitchen towel. Weird. It, it's just a that this, was weird. This is such a sloppy, sloppy police work, <laughs> yeah. sloppy situation. Oh like, yeah, it's. And there's only so there's shame. there's only two doors in this apartment. There's a front door which had been previously locked with the bolt thing that Sam claimed he had to break to get in. There is a sliding patio door as well, which led to a balcony that was six floors up. Now this is January in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. There's snow, mm-hmm. but outside the balcony, there's no footprints. Okay. So you know if I'm looking at this investigation and trying to be objective. First of all, obviously not a suicide. Let's just get that out right now. Yeah. Not a suicide. No, absolutely not. Um, But if I'm looking at suspects, a break-in is not a thing that's happening either because there's no footprints outside on the balcony. No one broke in there. Yeah. And if it was allegedly locked from the inside. Yeah. mm, I don't think... And no one was in the apartment when Sam allegedly broke through. So, yeah. So that happened. No footprints, nothing like that. So, So odds are it was not a breaking and entering kind of a... A yeah. situation. Whoever attacked her, it was someone she knew, someone that was uh, either let themselves in. Who it could have been? I know we're on. We have a shortage of suspects for yeah. sure. Definitely not the man who called nine one one and refused. Well, reluctantly tried to do CPR. He said, the, "Oh, she stabbed herself." <laughs> well, I guess I have to give her CPR, right? Oh my gosh! If you again, if you haven't listened to part one, go yes, back and please, listen because please, we're please. inserting nine one one call is it's insane, outrageous, it's insane. So the Sam's uncle by marriage, um, James Schwartzman, we talked about him in the last episode, too. He was a high-powered lawyer in Philadelphia. Um, He was there. He was called by Sam and was there before the cops were there. But also he had later, if you recall from the previous episode, had called and asked Melissa Ware, the property manager, for permission into the room, the apartment. The same day? 24 hours later. Okay. So within the same day or two. Yeah. He's like, I need to get in. I need to get sam's suit for the funeral Mm. 24 hours and they're already planning on the suit for the funeral yeah it takes a few days to plan a funeral but whatever and you know if you're if this was your fiance you'd you'd be experiencing shock and you know he's like no world would have crumbled yeah gotta get the dress pants and suit for that funeral man and he needed to grab things for the family he claimed so so when uncle james was finally allowed in um after a csi crime scene not CSI. It was a third party company, a crime scene cleanup crew. Mm-hmm. When they got in and they cleaned it, he was finally allowed in. When he was in, he took Ellie's cell phone. He took the three laptops. All the evidence. Two were Ellie's and one was Sam's. And the interesting thing about him taking the laptops isn't even like the fact that of what he could have gotten off of them. It's when they were finally turned over to the police, they finally found a suicide note on oh. the laptop oh did yeah they? and like texts and stuff like one of the search histories that they looked up was pain-free ways to take your own life well gee uncle james that's a convenient thing for to finally appear on the laptop after you've tampered with it already yeah i can okay i yep I can't even entertain that because, like, the way that she died would would have been horrible. Mm-hmm. And it would have been extremely painful. Yep. And so, like, like shut up. Shut up, James. Shut up, that, Sam. It, that's, it's just so disrespectful. It is. It is. 
So because this uh, was ruled a suicide initially, the scene was not even remotely preserved, like, at all. They did not make any effort to preserve the scene. miscarriage of justice. Yeah. The locked door and the lack of defensive wounds prompted them to make this initial ver- verdict. So they, in their eyes, case closed. It's done. She killed herself. It's a tragic thing, but it's a thing that happened. Moving on. Um, we touched on the, the autopsy, though. And the weird thing surrounding the autopsy was... Um, that if uh, her spinal cord had been severed, for example, it would have potentially been able to be ruled a homicide because that would have made her it impossible for her to defend herself. Mm-hmm. Also impossible for her to continue harming herself mm-hmm. because she would have been paralyzed. Yeah. So um, a neuropathologist and, has and this... to examine the body mm-hmm. to check the spinal cord in this case, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the autopsy report, however, this was all they said. Note, neuropathologist Dr. Lucy Roke examined the spinal cord and concluded that there is no defect of the spinal cord that's it that's all they said from the neuropathologist and you want to know something funny is that's not even her name dr lucy roke does not exist it is dr lucy rourke adams oh yeah that's her actual name she does do contract work with the philadelphia um, medical examiner's office but she has no memory of doing this she had no mem- memory of unreal d- checking in on the autopsy. She couldn't find an invoice. She because couldn't she find because it. she didn't. Yeah. Now she didn't. She didn't blatantly say I absolutely did not do it. She just said I can't find evidence of it. I can't, I didn't. I can't. I don't recall doing it. I can't find an invoice. Any billing information that I was paid to do it. None of that. None of that. So this little was sentence a, that they added was a, Sam is our fiance. Sam Goldberg. Yeah. Was he? What was his profession? What did oh, he do? Oh, you know, I'm not sure. We got to find out what he did. We got to find out. Uh, see if he was like, uh, had any power. Because... His, his uncle did. Yeah. His uncle actually his uncle now is power. a judge. Oh, his uncle's figure. a judge now. Yeah. He was, again, high powered lawyer. It, it's, it's pretty crazy, like, the extent. I'm giving it a quick goog. Just a little quick. Gig. He's married now. Of course he is. She's not dead. I bet, uh, I bet he's living his best life. Yeah, I think he has a baby or something. Oh. Um, it sounds like he's a businessman. Okay. Of some if kind. Knows, if he knows people that know people, or he has Probably. some kind of, you know... I am sure he's related to some... Because... It, it, even other, just James... Otherwise, Sh- I, I just... I don't, I don't understand. This, I, is, this is so, you know, from the outside, it, it, it looks so... Sketchy. Yes. I think James Schwartzman's involvement just... Just that would be enough to have this whole thing muddied up. Between that and maybe... Now, I'm going to give some of the cops the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they... Some of them were newer, hadn't experienced this. Maybe, like, it wasn't a very functional team investigating. I don't... I'm I, not, I'm I don't not know. giving them the benefit of the doubt. Because this is, like... But how, who stabs themselves in the back of the head yeah. ten times? Well, what that I... That is crazy. I would be more upset with... Dr. Marlon Osborne, the medical examiner who did the autopsy, because did they, he was he, the he one. It. Yeah, That's he crazy. told the police. Well, okay, so he told the police eventually this is a homicide. So the first time they they were like, no, it's a suicide. So this is fine. Um, case closed. We don't need to investigate this further. But you have to have an autopsy regardless. Like that's like you have to. And then Dr. Osborne was like, um, I think this might be a homicide, guys. 
I think. <laughs> I think. You know. I think. And I don't know what maybe side. This is a stretch. I don't know what side to take with this doctor either because, yes, he's saying it's a homicide, but also he's the one who wrote up the report that had one sentence about Dr. Lucy Rourke Adams that was incorrectly written and probably yeah. made up. So yeah. I don't know. He, yeah. He's probably still sketchy, even though he did say, yeah, oh, like it's a that. homicide. When he ruled it a homicide, though, they were like, they panicked because obviously they had screwed this up so hard. Mm-hmm. That there was almost no oh, going uh, back. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we screwed up this, this yeah. scene. Like, we, what are we going to yeah. do? You know? Um, so it's like no wonder that it ended up being and reverted back to a suicide. We, we are, uh, we're going to post the picture of the autopsy. Like, they, they did like a rendering of like all the stab wounds. And it's excessive. It, it's crazy. The it's excessive. The amount of times she would have had to stab herself. And she wasn't a psychotic person. She didn't have any... Any history of self-harm, it, it is so, it is, it's, it's crazy. so far-fetched. It's insane. Yeah. yeah, it's insanity. So here are the loose ends that I found by the time I was done researching this case, okay? So we've already discussed, the crime scene is inc- was incredibly mistreated. Like, no one did anything correctly. Uh, Melissa Ware, shout out to her, she at least filmed the state of the apartment she, I mean, before getting it killed. Maybe she had a feeling killed. like, this, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would. I mean, if, if I was told, yeah, she stabbed her herself. All, yeah. yeah, and she's the property manager. Yeah. She's had to at least been familiar yeah. with the couple, right? Um, the neuropathology report that doesn't exist, that tells me it never happened, which is incredibly weird, especially, again, Dr. Osborne did say this might be a homicide. Why, then, if you had enough integrity to point that out, why would you fudge up the, the report so horribly? Unless somebody told you to. After the fact. Yeah. After the fact, Unless yeah. someone was like, hey, I really need this to be a suicide. Because that one sentence was enough for them to be like, yeah, it's probably suicide then. Because there was no struggle. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. If the spinal cord was fine, that means she was perfectly capable of just doing it to herself. Well, yeah, if it was a regular suicidal type wound, but it's not. It's 20 wounds she couldn't have done herself. Anyway, the police did backtrack, right? And they eventually reopened it as a homicide. Then they change it to suspicious death and then back to suicide. So they were either protecting their own reputations or covering up for the actual killer or they just suck at their job. Wow. So, yeah, any of those, any of or all of them or all of them, because I think at some point when you've messed up so bad, it's probably if you're if you don't have integrity anyway, it's probably really hard to just be like, you know what? We screwed up. This is on us. No, they didn't do that. They said, no, it's just funked up mm-hmm. yeah exactly so the um a detail that that i figured out after the fact was she had also just sent out the save the dates just barely sent those out so yet another thing to be, you wouldn't do that no if you were already expecting to no, if you were planning anything any sense no and and i feel like you know if if you if you truly were suicidal Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, you're you're planning your exit. Yeah, it's it's premeditated. It's, it's premeditated, and you have you have a plan. It's not just like okay, I've got forty five minutes before the hub before the fiance gets back. I might as well try to to slice up some fruit too. Yeah, I'm gonna violently stab myself. I want a snack before I do that though. So I'm gonna plus times. Yeah. It yeah it's. It's ridiculous. And then the entire 911 call where he's his voice. So I'm really (laughs) 
anyone who knows me, uh, one of the most fascinating parts of true crime for me is watching interrogation videos. That's right up there with a 911 calls because I am arrogant enough to think I can catch people in lies. Well, and and if you read body language and you and you really read into it, like a lot of times they tell them themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The confessions, they're there. They're there. I um, when I was listening to the 911 call and his language Mm -hmm. and his tone, Mm -hmm. it's not. Now, I realize disclaimer here. I realize everyone grieves differently. Everyone reacts to a crisis differently. Absolutely. With that in mind, though, the way that his tone... Again, go back and listen to this, guys, and tell us what you think. Like, shoot us a message or something. His tone and language shift so abruptly. Like, he's he's catching himself. Yes. Like, he's like, oh, no. Oh, no, she's dead. And then he's, like, super casual with with the dispatcher. And then he's like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be upset. No, Ellie, no. When I... When I listen to the 911 call, I hear fear, which mm-hmm. could be genuine. Could be. Because... Because if he just killed his fiance, yeah. what's going to happen next? But I don't hear... Dis- like, if you lose your loved one, mm-hmm. you're distraught. You're destroyed. Yeah. yeah. And I don't hear that at all. No. I it's panic, but it's, it's not panic. emotional panic. It's, it's panic, like self-preservation. It's not it's not, oh, my God, mm-hmm. how can this be real? And then the knife in her chest being such an afterthought. And the fact that... It's he, a big knife. He immediately said she did this to herself. He's he's setting it up. Yeah. Also, an interesting thing to note, when someone is is telling you what happened, mm-hmm. and they're panicking, and someone's been That's hurt, especially if you're on, on a 911 call, you're calling 911, they don't care how it happened. Nope. They, they aren't saying, now tell me the story from the beginning. That's what the cops are going to ask you later. But no, he's ready with, I went to the gym. I was there for an hour. I then came mm-hmm. up. I had to Here's break the door down. Mm-hmm. The door's going to be broken. Yep. He, Here's my alibi. Oh, that's she, not she what you do. Nope. When you find your fiance dead on the floor, you're and, just talking about the state yes, that they are in. How would you know? Yeah. How would you know what would happen? Don't, happened? don't you tell the there. story. Don't tell them a story. Just tell them the state that yep. you, what you are seeing yep. in front of you. Yep, yep, yep. But he's so quick to start trying to cover his own butt that. Because he had to think about it. Because he had to before, think about before it. Before he called. It was pl- so yeah, planned. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's crazy. I've listened to that call like way too many times. And I'm like, I, mm, nothing about this makes me. Uh, Even like you can hear the 911 operator. The second 911 operator yep. is like, oh, this. <laughs> this guy did this it. This mother trucker did it. <laughs> It's you, my dude. That is, it is you. It is you, my dude. Uh, yeah. So yes, you have to do CPR. Yeah, and and maybe mention the knife before so that the EMTs don't see it and oh, go like, why didn't you mention? It's such a big knife. There's no way it was hiding under her jacket either, and it was through her clothes. It's such a dumb dumb um, embarrassment. Let's talk for a second about the lock, the alleged locked door. So the type of lock that it is. Everyone is, like, familiar with, like, a deadbolt. It's the one that swings over Mm -hmm. and it, like, clamps it shut, Mm -hmm. right? Someone else that I follow on on YouTube who, um, Stephanie Harlow, I mentioned her before. She actually uses a lot of his research when she presents the case. This guy, Gavin Fish, he has his own YouTube channel. Go check him out. He does, like, a multi-part video mm-hmm. of episodes about ellen's case um and he like he talks to private investigators he talks to cops he talks to like he does the, the footwork of what we're all trying to like convey to you guys so he tested the door situation that sam claimed happened 
because he has a similar door at home with a similar lock on his office door inside his house. So what he does is he tries to break in using like whatever Sam might have had. So the first time he's like, okay, so if Sam had glasses, for example, maybe he opens the door enough to stick his glasses in there to like shimmy it off. Maybe. maybe. So he tries that. No, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. He can't get far enough to push it to enable you to open the door completely. So then he's like, okay, so if he busted the door down, like he claims, he warns the 911 dispatcher, it's going to look broken into because I had to get in here. He tries to bust it open, Gavin does, and it tears off like the whole right side of the door frame Mm -hmm. because it's bolted onto both the door frame and the actual door. So the the picture, and we're going to post this too, the picture of the door that Sam allegedly broke open only a little bit of the drywall on the door frame is like, or whatever the wood on the door frame is like protruding. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look, it looks like maybe he was like, oh, this has to look like I broke into it. Let's take a hammer real quick and just pry a little bit. So it looks like I had to put pressure and then that's it. Nothing is actually broken off. So tell me that, Sam. Tell me, Sam. <laughs> How did you get in mm-hmm. if it was broken and yet now the lock is still intact? The lock that you allegedly broke out broke through to get in it's weird it's weird it's weird that that much evidence was there and they still rule it a suicide and did they they talk to any of uh any of ellie's friends any of her family members about the family members i believe they talked to which is how they got like the new they they heard about the therapist and stuff like that um she didn't share like really like where they were at or in her relationship you mean no Mm -mm. no nobody that they talked to said anything bad about sam which again if it's fresh abuse and she's still afraid and trying to compartmentalize and and not yeah some people are uh you know have a really short fuse Mm -hmm. and they snap and it is a oops Mm -hmm. yeah i made an impulsive decision yeah because i was upset in the moment Mm -hmm. and that happens all the time yeah 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 there's not always a build-up in this case, I feel like there was. I feel like I feel like this was a few months in the making, and poor Ellie didn't have enough time to process and accept well, and, and then like say something. Denial yeah, the situation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially yeah. if you're, you've got to rationalize to yourself, I'm I'm going to marry this person. Yeah, there's so. no way I would yeah. do that, right? Yeah. If he was like this, yeah. no. So we, obviously, he as must human be fine. beings, we do not like cognitive dissonance, mm-hmm. and so if if two things are true at the same time, but they don't mesh with each other we don't like that yeah so so we rationalize it out of it absolutely it's again if you guys like i go just like with the mental health thing if you are experiencing or witness any kind of domestic abuse of any kind like say something do something about it because this can escalate so easily so So easily. easily it can get to this point so the update for this case actually is um as of november 2022 the Greenberg family was able to get the suicide ruling overruled. So it has officially been reopened as a homicide. Sam is still not in prison. <laughs> Don't know how. Well, actually, I do because of Mr. James Schwartzman. But um, it's being investigated. So thankfully, that's why I say it's like not really a cold case. Everybody knows who did it. Yeah. Everybody knows. Yeah. But it's not legally a closed case yet. So prayers and thoughts and send all the support you can to to ellie's parents because they've been through it it's been over 10 years over 10 years they've Watch been just back, sam yeah a... 
You know what it is. You know what it is, Sam. You know what it is. So yeah. Um the uh they actually also filed a civil lawsuit against the Philadelphia F- Police Department. As they should. And I think that's how they got it overturned, honestly. Yeah, as they should, because if this I remember is correctly. Just completely Yeah. It was a completely botched job. So that's the worst. So that's the the horrible case of Man. Ellen Greenberg. If you want more information, like I didn't even dive into as much as I could have gotten into. Yeah, this is just like a surface level. Yeah, and this is a two-parter, and it's I still didn't cover everything. So if you want more, um, because private investigators have been working on this for 10 years, too, to like completely tear apart the entire vesti- investigation, look up Stephanie Harlow on YouTube. She has like a two- or three-parter, and look up Gavin Fish on YouTube. He has like a f- five- eight i don't know his was long his was long and extensive and very thorough yeah Yeah. even like you know i hadn't heard this case it's weird right yeah me neither i actually i saw a locked door and i was like oh another one that's interesting yeah oh no oh no who's our ellie yeah r.i.p ellie hopefully there's justice for her soon but uh yeah so let's end it on a sweet note Okay. And have our treats. Uh, I'm actually really excited about this one. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah. Which is it see sweet this? or savory? It's sweet. Ooh. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. They're chocolate <gasps> rocks. <laughs> oh my gosh. They're rocks. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me describe these to you. They, they are, they look like rocks. Yeah. They really they do. They actually look like rocks, but they're chocolate. <laughs> and so when I saw them, I was like, you know, like monkey brain. I was like, oh, rocks. Oh, rocks. Yeah. Gotta have some. Must have rocks. Yeah. So. Okay. I hope they taste as good as they look. They look really cool. I'm almost yeah, afraid of look, eating them. Oh, they're gluten-free. Look at that. <gasps> gluten-free. Do you need assistance? Oh, I didn't anticipate this this part. Where did you buy them? I also bought these from Five Below. They have all the fun treats there. Is Five Below just an Ohio thing? No, I can't get this open. Please hold. Please hold. <laughs> Everyone, uh, while she's opening those up, we are planning on uh, making a Patreon, and we are very excited because we have been talking about um, reviewing some documentaries, some true crime documentaries, and we actually might even do some like mini episodes that are aren't cases but are like little um, are like personal reviews, like, of, like yeah. 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 You want me to pour it? There you go. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm ready for these Choco Rocks. I can't believe that. It looks like I'm about to eat a handful these of These are incredibly realistic. Yeah. I'm actually going to take a picture while you try yours. Yeah, okay. You ready? Take a picture. Look at, oh, you got a yellow one. Nice. Yeah, this is unreal what they look like. So Again, intrigued. I'm a little afraid to eat them. Okay, I know. Okay, ready? Our and teeth just break off. Go. Mm. Um. Okay. That's delightful. I yeah. Uh-huh. Oh! Rocks have never been so delicious. <laughs> oh my gosh! I actually really love these. I got these are really good. Yeah. Made in the USA, non-GMO interesting wow. and they look like rocks you guys they legit look like they're really colorful rocks too mm. what a treat um honestly uh four or five skulls yeah i'm gonna say i'm gonna hmm. maybe four 
I'm gonna say four. Yeah. Um, and like a little, um, a little crystal. A little crystal. <laughs> a, little crystal. a pebble. A pebble. <laughs> four skulls a and a pebble. Rock. I like it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Oh, we've done it. We've done it. Another one for the books. Another one for the books. Hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe, like, share, click all the things, and... shoot us a message yeah. on Instagram cookies and cream podcast oh you did it again oh my gosh i said cream why we should just rename the podcast because i keep messing it up cookies and crime that needs to be our next treat is is yeah wait like oreos it's been a long time since we've had a cookie cookies and cream an (laughs) actual cookies i'm gonna stop doing that she's unwell okay mind cookies and crime Thanks for cookies and criming with us, guys. And we will see you next time. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.